Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. And I'm sitting here with Paul from Cooking with Steam. Hi, Paul. Hello, Linda. And today we're talking all things fish. Fish, specifically. But we're not, not going to get into seafood <laughs> as a whole. We're going to go quite specific. Well, fish. I was thinking it was chicken, so I'm really glad we're talking fish. So one of the things that I think over the time I've had my steam oven and that we've been cooking together, and I use that term loosely because I know you do all the cooking, is uh, how great it is for fish and whereas before I was completely terrified about cooking fish now I'm so much more confident well yes I mean pleased that you've um, developed that confidence I suppose um, well the reason that one of the reasons that there is a probably overpopulation of fish uh, on our website is because it does work very well with steam clearly um, but the other reason is is the growing popularity of people eating fish um, we can talk about sustainability of course but about 3.2 billion people rely on fish for almost 20% of their animal protein intake which is quite a lot now the problem is is that actually probably could be more but a lot of people are like you were a bit hesitant and scared of cooking fish because it is expensive and they don't want to ruin it so that's part of the reason that we do what we do is to try and help people get over that fear and learn how to cook fish a bit better and certainly with steam we know that that works quite well well it's it's not just uh i guess about the steam it's also how we finish it off which i've also really enjoyed learning as we've talked about before in earlier times, a steam oven doesn't replace every other appliance, but it certainly enhances it. And um, the different types of cooking techniques with, say, salmon, and uh, well, as against, and the, and the different temperature it takes as well, which is surprising, because I would have thought salmon being a, a more denser fish than, say, flathead or whiting would need longer, but it actually cooks at a lower temperature. Yeah, and that's got a lot to do with fat content uh, as well. And yes, the, the makeup of the protein matters as well, but the fat content, particularly in, in salmon, um, means that it can tolerate lower temperature, well, cook at lower temperatures. Um, yeah, generally what we found is white-fleshed fish, and I mean, it's very hard to um, talk without being specific about types of fish but white flesh fishes um, so in Australia snapper which is a very common sort of international sort of fish or term for fish uh, snapper being white fleshed needs a little bit of a higher temperature than let's say salmon so we do our salmon at anywhere between sort of 52 and 55 sometimes a bit higher 60 degrees um, and we found that at those temperatures, it is uh, probably perfect for that particular fish. But in the case of snapper, it's not quite enough to get the job done to get the, the full benefit um, out of the fish. So snapper on the bone, let's say, I mean, we've done a few whole snapper recipes. 
um, on the bone, we, we ramp up the temperature a bit to about 85 degrees. But again, like a lot of our discussions, it's about temperature. But what we don't do is, is generally grab our fish and just throw it in at 100 degrees, full tilt stain. Because um, that actually, and I know you can speak from experience, makes, uh, yeah, you can make fish tough. Like it's funnily enough that fish does get tough, especially if you hit it with too high a temperature, especially with stain. Well, that has been our experience with some rockling, as we've discussed before. Our experience, I think that was your experience. <laughs> the royal, the royal owl. Well, that's right. That's what I actually gave up uh, confidence in in steam cooking initially, and that was when I, uh, I think it started at all. Paul was calling you about that, but it's also uh, interesting to me that so many of the recipes that we see, and that when we're doing our research and and cooking so many of the videos we watch and the recipes we see say hey it's great put your salmon in put your cauliflower and and quite heavy vegetables in on the same pan and cook it at 100 and it's wow and they often put rice in there as well which i find you know interesting and and well, it's something that yeah. you and i have never really pursued well in the i mean of course it works like you end up and you end up with a cooked piece of fish and cooked vegetables so in theory, it, you end up with a cooked meal. So yes, it does work. So this is the sort of semi-famous one-sheet pan dinner sort of situation that people seem to have a desire for, um, which I understand. It's convenient. We want to throw everything on one pan, one tray, one pot, and have it cooked and end up with perfect results. Now, in the case of what you're saying, rice, vegetables, and let's say we use salmon as our example, um, the salmon will be cooked it will be steamed it will be okay is it at its best in my opinion no okay so it's you're not getting the fish at its best the amount of nutrient loss you get through higher temperature you could argue about all day but the fish to taste and to eat um, is not at its best but it does work now, we have very few, probably to our detriment sometimes on our website, very few of the one-sheet um, sort of throw it all in a tray and put it in the oven and happy days it works recipes because everything cooks at a different temperature. And we want to keep our fish at around, particularly salmon at around 50 degrees. And if we throw vegetables in there, they're not going to cook. So... While I understand the desire to have everything on one tray and cook together, realistically, you're not getting the best out of what you've purchased. And it isn't the whole idea of if you're purchasing fish, which is, is expensive, and let's say salmon, don't you want to cook it to perfection and then everything else that goes with it, you can cook separately. I'd rather have a perfect piece of fish and have my vegetables or a salad as a different accompaniment. Um, or whatever it might be, whatever you're going to serve with it, maybe done a different way, um, because you know I can't steam it at the same time as I'm doing my salmon. Like it's it's hard to say. I mean, there are examples that we have done. Um, I know one of your favourites is we do a snapper and leek dish. I love that. Where yeah, you're right. We very finely slice, like very finely slice and shave some leeks and add some stock and 
I had some snapper, and we can do it with snapper and achieve it with snapper in very small cut lakes <clears throat> because um, we're working at a higher temperature. So we're up around 80, 85 degrees, and that will cook the lakes. So that has worked out quite well. But in the case of rice, like, we're going to struggle. Like, we'll be there for quite a while. So, <clears throat> you know, if we, if we want to do rice at 85 degrees, we're going to be there for a while. So at what point do you... You know, put the put the fish on top of the rice. Like, I'd prefer to try and teach people how to get a single standalone protein right, and then figure let us figure out ways to layer things in after or beforehand. I mean, if if I wanted to do some asparagus and salmon, which is a classic sort of combination, I would more likely have the oven up at full steam, steam my asparagus spears for maybe three minutes, pull it out let them cool, let the oven cool, and once the oven's down around 60 degrees, throw my salmon on top of the asparagus, so it's still all in one tray, and then return that to the oven. So my asparagus has at least had a period of time at the temperature it needs to cook, and the remaining time that the salmon is sitting in there, because the temperature's so low, it's not going to overcook the asparagus by the time the salmon is ready, so everything comes out together. So it's about layering things in at the right time, uh, rather than putting everything on one tray. I mean, long-winded answer. But <laughs> no, no, well, no, because I think one of the other things that I've learned since we've been cooking together is planning. And I know that that snapper dish that I just love, I can feed four or six people easily. It, they, it fits into my... And given that our steam oven is quite a small 45-centimetre one, and... It fits in beautifully. It's easy to prepare and 20 minutes. So in that time that I've got my fish, at, you know, by the time I've got home from wherever I've bought it or got home from work with it, it's generally at room temp. I can quickly prepare some leeks and it's in the steam oven while it's, while it's heating up. Then I've got time to make a salad, cut some bread, job done, yeah. you know, and six people fed. And that's, you know, and that's what I look for when I get home from work or when we're having, you know, friends around or something is the speed and the ease. I don't like, you know, I'm, I get a bit frosted in the, in the kitchen sometimes, as you know, and uh, lose my concentration. So I find those dishes, that's what I like to do is plan it. And that's not a bad time, 20 minutes, 25 minutes yeah. from sort of walking in, you but know, serving food. The point is, is you're still getting the best out of the snapper. Like, yeah. So the snapper's been cooked at its ideal temperature. So you're getting the best out of that. Um, and it can be translated to, I mean, other vegetables as well. Um, like we'll do some recipes in the not too distant future where we will start looking at um, inventing ways to have a one sheet type dinner but the main focus of it, and it's, a, it's probably easier with fish than anything else, but the main focus of it is, is that we don't cook the fish at too high a temperature and end up overcooking it. So we make adjustments to our vegetables. So the example I just gave you before about throwing asparagus spears in, now that I sit here and think about it, I go, well, if we were doing snapper with asparagus spears or a white flesh fish that can handle a bit higher temperature, um, why wouldn't we really finely shape it? like really finely sliced asparagus rather than have whole spears then maybe because it's super thin um, that 80 75 80 degrees that we're going to cook this white flesh fish at 
and we make almost like a little sort of steamed asparagus salsa type situation. Like it's still vegetable content, and I know it's not rice and it's not, you know, a bucket load of food, but it's still getting everything in. And it's you're right. It's a it's about preparation. But I'm very focused on getting people to understand if you can cook your main protein correctly, especially when it comes to fish. If you learn how to cook fish, you'll end up eating more of it, which is healthier. And you'll end up, uh, I, th- I think, you end up becoming a better cook. If you can cook fish, you'll cook anything much better. Like, fish is the hardest thing I I think, um, but it is also my favourite thing to cook. So, Well, I won't say that I'm a better cook just yet. But uh, I'm looking forward to graduating. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to graduating from the cooking with steam cooking school one day. But you're right. I think uh, first year apprentice. Oh, I think I'm still in the first year, four years in. But never mind. But it, it has been a really interesting journey looking how the different types of fish cook and the and the different gentle way of cooking them. That means. If, I've, if I'm caught up on something else, I've got a bit of tolerance there. Yeah. That's the other thing I love about steam ovens is they're not harsh. If you, You're you not cooking at such a high heat that if you miss it by a couple of minutes, it's you know inedible. Yeah, um, that's, that's a big, big factor too in the temperatures that we use when we are cooking fish. So when we're setting, you know, 85 degrees or 80 degrees for a, a whole, you know, a large whole snapper, we've got a good... I would happily say a good 10 minutes post it's actually when it's actually cooked there's at least 10 minutes after that if it stays in the oven you get caught up you're having a drink entertaining whatever that you're not going to have as a dramatic impact as you would if you were let's say baking or roasting that fish Mm. like when you bake or roast something at 180 degrees which is temperature that everyone uses or even if you're working on a barbecue or something like that you're working with intense high heat and if you miss it, you dry it out, you overcook it. It's, and 10 minutes over is a lot. Like, that's a lot in that situation. By lowering the temperature, you've got leeway and leniency, which means exactly what you're mm-hmm. saying. You, you can sort of let it slide and, and no one will be, no one's any the wiser because it's almost impossible to tell. I mean, there is a perfect point, absolutely. But if you miss it, you're not going to be crying the same way as you would if you were roasting it and missed it by 10 minutes. Because 10 minutes roasting it, think about it, 10 minutes roasting a piece of beef or a steak, imagine 10 minutes more on a steak. You know, a single steak, you, you know where it's reached perfect point, medium rare where you like it, and you leave it on for an extra 10 minutes, that's now well done, that thing. So it's, it's the same theory with fish, you know. Those minutes matter, but because with the steam oven, and if you follow the temperatures and learn as we sort of I bang on about all the time to maybe just lower your temperature and increase your time fractionally and we're not talking hours we're talking mere minutes um, you get a far better result and you have leniency if things go wrong because things do go wrong well yes my first rock things do go wrong thank you Paul for reminding me again the other thing I really love about our steam oven when we've got it on combi mode is how great it is to just freshly crumb some fillets and cook it up and the joy of having crispy crumbed fish fillets without any of the fat without any of the stress the mess uh, around the rest of the stove it's great and that's one of my my husband and I know he loves uh, 
crumbed uh, flatheads, mm. flathead tails. Just loves it. Yeah, and that's applicable for all crumbed things, really. Right. Um, the combination mode on the combi ovens does that better than pretty much anything else, really. Uh, it's important to note it does need a little bit of fat to pull it off. So if you look at a lot of the recipes, we'll actually use a olive oil spray or a canola oil spray over the crumb. But when you compare that to shallow frying or deep frying, it's so minimal. Like it, it, it just helps the, you gotta, when you add fat or an oil, um, when you're cooking at relatively high temperatures, the fat and the oil actually attracts the heat of the oven. So that will help you color and crisp things up. So uh, that little white spray on top of your breadcrumbs, although you think, okay, I've spent all this time getting one of those panko breadcrumbs and everything's gonna be nice and crispy and then I spray it with oil. The sprays are actually the best for that purpose. Um, you give it a spray with oil and you go, oh, that's gonna go soggy. Well, what it actually does is attract the heat and will help it become more crispy. Um, if that is, even is a term. Uh, but the, the steam and the dry heat working together in a combination mode will also assist in getting things crisp. But you just need that little bit of fat on top. So we've done arancini, we've done crumb fish, as you said, um, crumbed pork, crumbed chicken, like all sorts of crumb food. You can pretty much crumb anything and get almost an identical result that you would if you were shallow frying or deep frying. Um, and so for fish, especially if you have kids, um, so my little fella has fish fingers at least once a week I mean not pack and pork I'm going to say <laughs> bird's eye or yeah, no 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 uh, so that, I mean okay well if you want to get technical about it they're goujons um, homemade fish fingers once a week and that's how we do it and it's brilliant like it's so good and can you, you know, share the recipe while we're just talking Paul just very quickly no because uh, it changes always <laughs> depends on what fish is around um but it's just, a, it's actually, uh, and what that also does is, if you think about putting a crumb on something, uh, you're encasing it. And so if you do follow general methodology of crumbing, which is flour, egg wash, and then breadcrumbs, you actually create a seal, right, around the fillet. And what happens is, is as the crumb cooks, the moisture inside the fish um, creates steam. So crumbed fish, is actually steamed. The crumb is the only part that gets crispy, but the fish inside is actually steamed. That's why crumb fish is so delicious because it's super succulent. It's kind of like battered fish at the fish and chip shop. They put it in a batter, and what happens is, is the batter cooks, but the fish inside has got no colour at all. It's always so it's mm. actually steamed. It's steamed from the heat that's been created in the oven, and the moisture inside the fish comes out, steams the fish, but the massive heat on the outside of it, being a deep fryer and oven, gives it the colour and crispness. So have you just told us that deep fried battered fish is healthy? If you and take the, the batter entire off, population of Australia is no, no, cheering no. at the but moment. If you take the batter off, it's essentially a steamed piece of fish. But why would you go to a fish and chip shop and do that? Anyway. Uh, but there you go. But essentially all I'm trying to say is you're encasing the fish in a protective layer and the fish's moisture and the steam, as it heats, steam comes out of it, of course, because when you heat water or moisture, steam comes out, is what actually cooks the fish. 
The outside coating is a protective layer. That's all it is. I mean, it's a delicious, crispy <laughs> protective layer, but that's what it actually is. So if you grab a piece of, you know, what do you get from the fish and chip shop? Flake. Grab a piece of flake, batter it, deep fry it, and then grab another one and go and stick it in your steamer and steam it. And I bet you, I bet you they look the same. The taste will be a little bit different because you'll still get some oil seeping through and, you know, fat is tasty. Um, but if you season them the same way, I bet you, I bet you they taste, they, they will look identical and they will almost taste identical because you are not actually deep frying. I think there's a challenge there, folks. Let's give it a go. Let's see who uh, who tries it and, and comments back. Is there any fish, Paul, you wouldn't cook in a steam oven? Uh, tried a few. Um, so anything that's been pre-smoked, I think someone I know has tried a, a smoked piece of fish and thought, oh, I'll just throw that in a steam oven and have that for dinner. That's not a good idea. Um, of course, you can use it to warm up a smoked fish to turn into a pate or something like that, but... It, a pre-smoked fillet of fish in a steam oven is not a, not a good idea. Um, is there any fish I wouldn't steam? Not many that I have encountered yet. There's very few. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I really like whole fish uh, on the bone. And I, everyone likes to have crispy skin on their fish too. Um, now that will depend very much on the thickness of the fish. And it's also about understanding the difference between a flat fish and a round fish. And there's a lot of stuff we can get into here. But um, the thickness of your fish, if we've got a nice thick piece of salmon, we can still have a crispy skin, but all we do is steam our fish first. And then once it comes out of the oven, just give it a pat dry with paper towel and then into a hot fry pan with a very small amount of oil. And because it's actually been steamed first, it'll crisp much faster than if you did it from just or cold um, so you're kind of doing it in the reverse of what you might see on TV where you see a chef like put the fish in skin side down and maybe throw it in the oven to sort of finish the cooking we're putting it in the oven first on a low steam setting and then giving it a quick hit of heat just on the skin side so some work better than others but there's no particular fish that I don't uh, I don't know I mean you've had, you've had most of the fish that I've cooked is there anything that hasn't no, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean we've done monkfish, whole flounder, we've done baked fish, we've done barramundi, snapper, flathead, garfish, like this, mm. ocean trout, whole trout, like there's yeah. quite a bit that we've gone through, um, and there's nothing that I've yet to go, yeah, no, that, that hasn't worked. So I mean, steam's a ripping good medium for cooking all sorts of fish, and it, like I say, I mean, it's super super healthy, but you got to remember to season it. Season before you put it in the yep. oven. Always. Top three seasonings: salt, pepper. Yeah, so you, olive oil. Pepper is a hard one. Uh, depends what fish you've got. You've got to remember that acids, so vinegar, but salt is probably the most commonly used flavour enhancer. But acids are flavour enhancer. So like vinegar is a flavour enhancer. Lemon is a flavour enhancer. They're all acids. Um, Salt is the most commonly used flavour enhancer because it enhances the natural flavour, whereas pepper changes flavour. So pepper changes the flavour of things. So what I've actually learnt the longer I've cooked is I actually used much less pepper than what I did when I initially started. You'd see Gordon Ramsay and it's like salt, pepper and everything. 
if you put pepper onto a steak and put it on, and I use steak as a, just a general thing, and put it onto a, into a very hot pan, pepper is a spice, and anyone would know this who's ever attempted to toast a spice, cook a curry, or anything like that, spices burn very quickly. So you've got a nice big fat eye fillet and you're trying to get a nice crust on it and sitting in a very hot fry pan for three minutes on its first side and it's covered in cracked black pepper, that spice is burning. So you end up with a burnt pepper flavour rather than a pepper flavour. So pepper I now use very minimally. Um, and if you are going to use pepper with, I think, steamed fish, I would prefer to go a fine ground white pepper, something that doesn't show up black streaks as much, but just be very gentle with it. So for me, top three sort of seasonings for fish are salt, lemon juice or vinegar, and olive oil. Now, we use olive oil as a, well, I use olive oil as a seasoning. A lot of our, my dishes, our dishes, whatever you want to call them, we finish with olive oil rather than a dressing or something like that because it doesn't get in the way of the actual flavour of what we're cooking. Um, it also gives a nice shine to things, um, but it works almost like just a standalone sauce slash dressing, like all sorts of stuff. So we also use it to add fat to like super lean fish. So something that doesn't have a lot of fat. Salmon's got a lot of fat content, so we don't need to add really anything to salmon. But we do it just to give it a little bit of a sheen to it or a shine to it. But for something like whiting, so a really white-fleshed fish, a little bit of fat on there is not going to hurt it. Like, it actually enhances the flavour. Always look to enhance the flavour of what it is you're cooking rather than change flavour. I mean, if you want to change flavour, you can make a curry. If you, like, if you want to enhance the flavour of a really expensive piece of fish, add some salt, add some olive oil, well, thank you for that, Paul. That's uh, that's part one of fish. That's part so much one. More to talk about. But uh, that's enough for today. It's forty-three degrees outside, so let's wrap it up. And uh, thanks. Until next time. Good one. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com. dot <laughs>